Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Promise I Won't Cry. If you don't know already, my name is Angeli. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. So it's been two weeks since I have uploaded or even recorded an episode. And I don't, every single time I go through just a two week or a one week period where I don't record anything, I feel very unproductive or I feel as if I've lost my touch as if I had a touch with podcasting but it just feels so weird recording again I don't know why that is if it's just such a short amount of time but I mean it is what it is but yeah like I said it's been two weeks since I've really uploaded or recorded anything and last week was kind of a struggle week for me I (sighs) I don't know. I mean, I mean, I do know what happened or how I felt essentially, but it's annoying because emotions are one of the things that you can't control and emotions are so scary. And because you can't control them, you don't know what to do or what direction to go in. Or at least for me, I just feel so helpless that I just cry and you want to be able to talk to somebody. You want to call somebody and just be like, I just need you to listen to me for an hour and rant. But as much as I want to do that, I get this idea in my head that no one's going to understand me or no one's going to want to listen to me. And I don't know why I think that. Last week, my anxiety was, was through the roof. I hadn't felt like that in a while. And it comes and goes, as many people who do struggle with anxiety can understand. But it it's crazy to me how just one small thing can trigger it and that small thing triggers it for a whole weekend or a good few days. But what sucks is that I, I can't pinpoint, in this specific scenario, I can't pinpoint what exactly triggered it. I mean, I think I have an idea and... I probably don't want to accept that that is what it was, but it probably is. And I need to acknowledge that within myself. I I don't need to tell other people what it is. And and maybe I do because that way it doesn't happen again or I can try to avoid it for next time. But it's really hard to kind of explain to people because at least for me, I get this idea that One, they don't care, and two, they're going to think I'm dumb because they probably may not get triggered by the same things that I get triggered to, so they don't understand to its full capacity. Because when people come to me and they talk to me about, oh, I'm feeling this way, or this is how I feel, or whatever the case, I say I totally understand. But then I catch myself when I say that because no, I don't totally understand. I can understand to a certain extent and try to be as empathetic and compassionate as I possibly can. But at the end of the day, I'm not in their shoes. I have not gone through what they have gone through. So I can't totally understand. So when I do say that, I or before I even say that, I try to catch myself before I say it. I, I try to come up with something different or say like, I can see where you're coming from or I'm like, even right now, like, I don't really know like what I would say, but I cannot say I totally understand. I can 
I understand to a certain extent and I'm here for you, like something like that. But, you know, last week I, I had one of those, those anxiety days where I just needed my mom. <laughs> and sometimes I can get through it without my mom, but I think this past, the past weekend I was, not this past weekend, but the one before, like I can get through it on my own. But something just hit hard and there's so many different angles of my life that I feel I am not struggling with, but I may be overthinking and that's the thing. It's all overthinking and I just not realize I'm just like getting into the episode. Well, not exactly. I'm just telling you guys a little recap of what's been going on in my life and I'll get into regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) I've been saying that a lot often and I don't know why. Anyways, so... That's what happened to me two weekends ago was is just overthinking about everything, overthinking about things that I can't control. And I was listening to another podcast. Um, it was actually the Sister Sister podcast with Roxy and her sister Susie. And it's so random. I usually never listen to um, them specifically. I just kind of found it. And I used to listen to Roxy. She was on um, Latino 96.3 on the radio. And I, I followed her for a while and I just haven't listened to her. But anyways, that's beyond besides the point. But it's, it's crazy how things kind of work out because I listened to the podcast not expecting to get in. Not that I wouldn't get anything out of it, but not expecting to hear something that I needed. So I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. But listening to that podcast, it just, it, it, they were talking about how we have a fear of the things that we cannot control because we want to be able to control as much of our life as possible. And when it, we come, when we come in contact with things that we can't control, it, it gives us an anxiety because we don't know what to expect. It's the fear of the unexpected. And although I like to say that I like to be spontaneous and I just like to go with the flow, I do see it a lot in myself that I do like to plan. I do like to know what's going to happen. And that's not a bad thing. It's not. However, I need to learn how to kind of accept everything as it goes and not look so far into the future and think about, okay, well, what's going to happen next? It's like, I need to be in the present moment and enjoy the present moment and take it as it is instead of focusing on the future. And that's what, what what was happening with me, you know, graduating college in 2020 wasn't all that fabulous, you know, I, you have this idea of, oh my God, like in 2020, you know, my, my best friend, Sean and I, we, last semester, we would talk about how 2020 is our year. It's going to be the best year ever. We're going to be so successful, blah, blah, blah. And then 2020 comes and it's shit. <laughs> it feels like shit because at least for me, I graduated and I didn't know what direction I'm going to go into. I'm, you know, not working where I want to be working, but it's what I have at the moment. And I have to be appreciative of that because, you know, other people don't have anything right now. So I have to take it for as it is and appreciate it right now. But for me, I'm like, okay, but I want to be out of there in the next month and I want to do this in the next month. And then if I don't see any kind of momentum or I don't see any progression towards that, I panic and I overthink 
and I worry about what's going to happen. I worry about, <laughs> so I, I have my car leased and I have to give it back in December. I'm like worried so much about how I'm going to be able to afford a new car. And the thing is, I can, <laughs> like I can afford it. I know I'm saving money. I know that I can afford it, but I don't know why I'm telling myself that from now, September 15th to December, or whenever I need to turn it in, I'm not going to be able to afford it. What if I can't? What if I don't get the car in my dreams? And it's like, girl, slow down. I, 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 I'm so impatient with everything. And this is why I'm always looking for what's going to happen and what's in the future instead of right now is because I'm so impatient that I want things to happen now. And I know that. And I know that it's something that I need to work on. And it's just not, it's not easy. It's, it's a work in progress. And I've, I feel like sometimes when I do record an, an episode and I'm giving advice, I sometimes feel maybe like a fraud because some of the things that I'm talking about are things that I'm struggling with too, but it's, it's not bad. I have to remind myself it's not bad to talk about the, the things that I'm struggling with because there are other people that are probably struggling with the same thing. And me helping them out and giving advice or talking about my experiences can help the other person. And at the end of the day, that's what I want to do with this. The reason why I started Promise I Won't Cry is because I want to be able to at least impact one person's life. And if I'm able to do that, then I've done my job and I've reached my goal and I am content with that. And being able to talk about all these things, it's kind of a release for me and it's kind of therapeutic for me because I'm talking about it and I know in the back of my head that there is somebody out there and so it's a reminder for myself that I'm not alone and I'm not the only one that has a similar mindset that's going through similar things or anything like that and as cheesy as that sounds I mean it's true you know cliches are cliches because they are true so the reason I'm telling you all of this is to kind of give you an explanation as to why I didn't upload an episode last week. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying to sound rude or anything. I don't need to give an explanation because it, it was a struggling week for me. But I do want to explain it to people because, like I said before, I want other people to know that sometimes you just need a mental break. And that's okay. You don't always need to be go, 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 go. You can just take a step back and chill and say, you know what, as much as I do want to upload an episode, as much as I want to put 100% work and effort into this, like I can't, I can't. It would be inauthentic. It would, me, it would be me just forcing it and I wouldn't have fun doing it. I, I really wouldn't. So Whenever I do record an episode, whenever I do anything for Promise I Won't Cry or any type of work related to this, it's because I want to do it because I have fun doing it and no one's forcing me. So if I hate having other people forcing me to do things, why am I going to force myself to do things? Like I have to do it because I want to do it and because I'm going to enjoy it. So that is a little explanation as to you know, why I missed last week, but it's okay. We're back and I'm feeling much, much, much better, which is obviously a good thing. 
So let's get into some of the things that I almost cried about this week. Today is a really, really great day. It's September 15th, and my cousin had her baby girl, Juliana Anali, and I am so ecstatic. I'm so happy, and it sucks because they live in Arizona, so you know, because of COVID, we're not going to be able to meet baby Juliana soon. However, I am so, so, so happy that she's here and she's part of the family and she's just such a cute little nugget. And uh, that little girl has so much love around her. And I hope that she knows how much love that she has um, here with us in the family. So shout out to my cousin and to baby Juliana. Congratulations on your new baby girl. I... I've been obsessed with her since she was in the stomach, so I love it. So another thing that I almost cried about this week, and surprisingly, surprisingly, that's so sad. Surprisingly, all the things gonna be that I'm gonna be talking about are really good things. So you know, good tears, happy tears. The second thing that I almost cried about was so I redecorated my room, and if you know me, I love fall. I prefer fall. Fall is probably my favorite season. I just love everything that has to do with fall. I love Halloween. I, I want to go to a pumpkin patch, even though I don't know if that's going to happen. I want to go to like a haunted, I don't know, like the, what is it called? Like the, like the trails or paths? What is it? Mazes. I want to go through a haunted maze or a scary maze, whatever. So I want to do all of that stuff, but Anyways, I went to Bath and Body Works, I want to say like two weeks ago or something, and I picked up two candles, and it was the Vanilla Pumpkin Marshmallow, which so hyped to to burn it. I haven't yet, and I'm sure it smells so sweet, so delicious. And then I got a Pumpkin Spice Latte candle, which is weird, not weird, but I never get candles like that, or like a Pumpkin Spice anything, because I'm not a big PSL person. However, I smelled it and it smelled amazing. And I was worried that it was going to be really strong. Like it was going to be too much coffee because I like the scent of pumpkin spice. I just don't like the scent of coffee all that much. However, this pumpkin or (laughs) this candle smells really, really good. It's not that strong. It's the perfect amount of like folly scents like going in through my room. So I'm happy about that. Then this past weekend, my sister and I did some retail therapy, and that means going to Five Below and Target <laughs> and Walgreens. But I went to Five Below in hopes of finding some uh, like fall decor for my room, but they didn't have any, and that's okay. They they had like Halloween stuff, but I wanted more fall than than Halloween, so. I went to Target and at Target they have amazing like in the in the one the dollar section or whatever it's called it's not even the dollar section because nothing's a dollar there it's like three dollars but they have a lot of really cute stuff so I got a lot of stuff from there a lot of pumpkins um I bought some like leaves (laughs) and some other stuff to make my room look fall then we had to go to Walgreens to pick something up um from the pharmacy and Walgreens has a like a fall section and they have really cute decor there too so I got some bat lights that I hung out around (laughs) that I hung around my room I sound so weird and 
um, what else did I buy? I bought some little uh, pumpkins from there too. So basically, I decked out my room for fall, and there's a pumpkin in every corner, and I'm so happy about it that I, you know, I almost cried. My sister, Eileen, actually told me that my bedroom's prime is in fall. And that is the greatest compliment I've ever received from anybody. So, you know, right now is the time <laughs> to, for my room to really um, shine. <laughs> I also redid my bed and I found some pillows in our cabinets that are like a mustard burnt yellow type of color. And I changed out some of my pillow shams and all that. And my bed looks really fallish. Like I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. But you know, maybe I'll post a picture on my story once I make my bed because I haven't made my bed, um, and it's like eleven thirty in the morning. But you know what? Who cares? I'll, I'll make it later. But yeah. So you know, this week has started off really, really well. My room is full. It decorated, and baby Juliana is here. So. What else can I ask for? Let's get into this week's topic. And the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, applying to jobs is so, so freaking hard. I mean, not the actual like applying process, but it's so, so difficult because it, you know, people always tell you when you're going through college and everything that it's going to be hard, but not until you actually go through with it do you understand what they mean that it's going to be difficult because you're never prepared for the process and sometimes it's difficult to know where exactly to start and for your specific um, career path, like where should I go, what should I do? And my first tip is probably like be really open-minded. You can't go into it saying, I'm only going to apply, like, if you just want to be, um, like, a marketing assistant or something, I don't know, you can't just apply to jobs that are just marketing assistants, like, go for other things, go for something in the similar realm, because who knows, maybe you'll like something in that, in that realm, or you'll probably have the same tasks, they're just titled in a different way, so, a lot of people, I think, go into it, and I have, I'm guilty of this too, going into it, only applying to jobs with the title that they want. And I don't think that's a really great idea because you close yourself off to so many different other opportunities. And when I started applying to jobs when I first graduated college, I really only, I wanted to be um, a social media manager. And I would only apply to jobs that state social media manager. I wouldn't do anything else. And the more and more I started applying, I was like, you know what? Well, this kind of seems similar to what I want to do. So let me apply to there because you're still going to like handle social media, but handle other things too. Or, you know, this one also, the job description is pretty much the same. So why not apply? So I started off applying. I think I've applied since I graduated college to a good 50 places (laughs) And I've applied to 50 job titles and I've only heard back from maybe, maybe five to 10. And those five to 10 were rejections. 
<laughs> one I got back, um, and this is okay. Let me go back a little bit to opening your mind up because again, you can't just apply to the same old like job title. Look at the business as well. And it's like, I always told myself, I want to work for, um, I want to work in the beauty industry, right? Makeup, skincare, whatever that may be. But again, that is being very narrow-minded and being like you're closing yourself off again to a, a bunch of other opportunities. So I applied to a nonprofit organization that provides um, medical care to children in third world countries and even the U.S. with, you know, surgical operations that, you know, save their lives. And never did I ever think that I would work in an industry like that. However, you know, how I mentioned that I only got like 10 responses and by responses, I mean rejections. You know, there was that one from that one place where I didn't think I would like, I never saw myself in that type of industry, but I got, you know, an interview and the interview was, was fine. It was decent. However, after learning more about the position, it wasn't something for me. Although when I was going through the process of, of going into an interview with them, I, I got really excited and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I really see myself in doing this. And I felt happy doing this. And I felt like I was going towards something. I was doing something. However, you know, like I said, learning more about the position, it just wasn't for me. And something that bothers me about job applications is that they don't get back to you. Like, why? Even, and I really, although there were rejections, I really do appreciate the, the, the companies that reached back to me and said, thank you so much for applying. But you know, after revision, we decided to go a different route and that's perfectly fine. That's fine. But this job that I interviewed for, I interviewed with them and then I heard nothing back and they said they were going to get back to me after a week. And listen, I wasn't expecting to get the job. I really wasn't because I just, I can tell that we were not the perfect fit, but dude, if I have interview with you, at least do me the, the, the decency of sending me an email and saying, thank you for your time. But again, we decided to go a different route. Like that is so perfectly fine. And I'd appreciate that because still in the back of my head, I'm like, did I miss the email? Did they want me? And I just like, I didn't see the email. Like, you know what I mean? I would just rather you tell me straight up, like, sorry, but no, like I've applied to so many jobs and they don't get back to you. I mean, like I said, some of them do, but a lot of them don't. And I just think the even if it's because I would apply through Indeed and Glassdoor, but even if it's a notification through Indeed saying that your thing, that your application w- was reviewed, but like denied, like it hurts, but I'd appreciate it because I have an answer. But the whole process is so time consuming applying to jobs because there's so much work you have to put into it, like creating your resume, which shouldn't be that difficult, but you want to make it really nice. And it's like writing an essay and then you're going to have to get it graded, but by hundreds of people. And my resume has changed and fluctuated so much. It really has. And you always think about, okay, what do I have to, what do I write here? Like, 
how do I explain it? You don't know what exactly to include into your resume because there's so many different templates. There's so many different ideas. A lot of people are going to tell you a lot of different things, but I think that your resume depends on what exactly you want to go into and if it's that important to your industry or to the job that you are wanting. But having to create a resume and then a cover letter that basically is an essay of what is on your resume. Like I don't know if it's like a bad opinion and I know it's not an unpopular opinion, but cover letters are so dumb. They're so dumb to me. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. It's professional, but at the same time, I don't get it. Like, are you just like, if you're too lazy to read my resume, why are you going to read my cover letter? And I understand on like the cover letter, you can be a little bit more personal and stuff, but let me just say my cover letter isn't the greatest, but it's a cover letter. My cover letter is the same thing, like just copy and paste for everything, for every single job. And I just tweak a few things to, you know, personalize it to the, the, the company. And that's it. But I wrote that cover letter within maybe half an hour because I didn't really care. And it's not that long because, again... I I just, not that I don't care, that sounds really bad, but it's just like, I just don't understand the purpose of it. I really, really don't. And then, okay, a really big pet peeve when you're applying to jobs is they have a questionnaire. Like I had, I applied to a job where they had a whole questionnaire that was a good half an hour long. That was like, what is your ideal um, work environment? And how would you describe yourself? And it's like, dude, you can ask me all these questions in an interview where I don't have to write these out. Like they were just so unnecessary. And when I'm applying for jobs, I'm sure everybody who is applying to jobs can can relate. Like you just want to go boom, 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 apply to like 50 in a day and you're done, you know? But these people want so much information that it's like, I, it takes me an hour to just finish one job application. And it's so frustrating. I don't want to do that. And sometimes it turns me off because it's just, I don't have the energy or the time to answer all of your questions. And I understand those questions that are like, oh, let's like write down a date, days and times in which you are available for a phone screening. But all the other ones that are like, what excites you about this position? And dude, I just want a job. Like I really do. Like I just want a job. And you know, you, you, you make some shit up. You really do. Or at least I do. Not that I make it up, but you make it up. You, you know, you go into, here's another tip. You go into the company's website. You look into the about and you look at like the, the, like our story type thing. You look at what they're, values are what their goals are what they're about and take all of that information and put that into your answers or put that into your cover letter because then they're going to see oh they have similar values like us they want the same things as us I think they'd be a great fit and then they get they'll they'll go back to you not every single time I'm not saying that this is going to happen every single time I'm just saying to kind of give you a leg up and this is what someone else has told me I think you should do it. Wow, this is like becoming a a little 
advice, like job application tips from, from Ange, but I promise you this is not what I was expecting to do with this episode. I kind of just wanted to talk about and rant about applying for jobs and how difficult it has been because it has been a pain in the ass and I've been doing it <laughs> for months now. It's really it's really hard to get discouraged when you're applying to different positions because you read the job descriptions and they're perfect for you, but then you look at um, the requirements or the the yeah the requirements of what they're looking for and it's like three years experience and five years experience with this and I'm just like uh, I I don't have that experience and it's hard like you get discouraged because it's like damn like how am I gonna what everybody says like how am I gonna get experience if nobody gives me the opportunity and nobody gives me the experience like, if you want me to have experience, hire me, I'll get the experience, and that's that. And I understand why companies want people with experience, because they don't want to teach somebody and train them for so long, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, some of these jobs aren't that hard. Like, an administrative assistant, it's not that hard to teach them to answer the phone and transfer it to the whoever the person is that's calling is looking for. It's really not that difficult. But, you know, whatever. I, I understand there's different levels of companies, of how long they've been around, um, their professionalism. Every company is so, so different. So I can see, like, a company, uh, a talent agency like William Morris Endeavor, how they are going to be looking for an administrative assistant who has had five years of experience of office work and a, assisting administrative <laughs> administration. I, I can totally get that. But... A smaller company that has less than 50 employees looking for an administrative assistant that has five, like, I understand, like, there's, it's just, you can't really compare companies because they're all very different and they're all looking for different things. But at the same time, like, like, it's just, I don't get it. It's really, really hard. And with that, you know, I... I would see these people that said that they need experience for however long and I don't have the experience. Like I would apply to jobs that had one to two years experience because I have one to two years experience. But as soon as it got over two, I was like, damn, I can't apply. Because why? I don't have the experience. But listen to me. Another tip. <laughs> Just apply. Who cares? Who cares if you don't have exactly what they're looking for by paper who cares what's the worst that's going to happen oh god you wasted five minutes of your time to just apply to a job that you can potentially potentially get like I feel I was talking to this talking about this with someone else um for my internship um and we were talking about how all these jobs are looking for people with all this past work however how are we supposed to get it you know but a lot of companies do that in order to weed out the people that they aren't looking for like the the weirdos not the weirdos but I don't know what other word to, to use but this is our way of weeding out people that you may not want and 
meaning like they're not as professional. They haven't worked in an office environment. They haven't done blah, 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 whatever the position is. But if you have the skills, if you have the passion, if you have the drive, if you have the ability to learn and like if you're a fast learner and everything and you match every single one of their points of what you need except for past work experience, who cares? Take that chance and apply to them because you never know. They'll call you up and say, hey, you match with us perfectly. We just need you to do this or like they're going to have you prove that you are able to do the job that they're asking to asking for and don't let that discourage you like I said like don't stress about it don't worry about it just apply like really who cares like what's the worst that can happen they don't get back to you okay that job just just wasn't meant for you like everything's gonna happen to you when it's going to happen to you and I think another way that at least I have gotten discouraged and I'm sure other people have, is seeing, I think on Indeed, they show you how many people have applied to that job. And you're like, my God, 356 people have applied to this job. Why the hell are they going to look at me? Why? Like, I'm just little me. Why are they going to look at me? Apply. Who cares? If that job has been up there for 12 days and it's still open, and it has 300 plus applicants, that means they're still probably looking through all of them. And they're, again, weeding out the people that they don't want. Just because I have 300 plus um, applicants doesn't mean that you're not as special. Like, trust, trust me, like half those people aren't even qualified for that position, but you probably are. And You have to make yourself as marketable and as personable and genuine as possible. And I know it's like difficult to, how do you put that onto paper and onto your resume? Like, I'm pretty sure you can. And although I said a cover letter is done, in your cover letter, make it as authentic to you as possible. Again, I know it's dumb. It's really stupid in my opinion, but... I can understand the purpose behind a cover letter. I really do. So don't just get discouraged about how many people are applying because at the end of the day, whatever job is meant for you, those people are going to see you and they're going to know that you are right for the position or you have potential to grow. And a lot of the times people are looking for individuals who are on the younger side that want them to be able to grow. And something I learned during applying that my my boss at my internship told me. So I applied to a, a position, and one of the job, one of the questions, fucking questions, one of the questions that they had was, "What are your short term and long term goals?" And so I gave them my short term and my long term goals, and I kind of made a mistake because you have to apparently say, "I want to be working at this company for as long as I can. I want to be." I want to grow within the company. Even though that may not be your goal, like say it because then they're going to, then they know, oh, this person, they're going to be here for a while. We're not going to have to 
get a new person within two years because this person wants to grow. And yes, grow in the company. You're, there's not going to be any job where you're not going to grow in the company, even maybe not within, like going up. But as a person, you are going to grow and you are going to learn a lot of new things about yourself. So that's another tip. When you do have questions like what are your short-term and your long-term goals? Short-term, you want to get this position. You want to do a great job. Long-term, you want to grow within the company, get a better position than you're applying for, and be the best that you possibly can. That It's as simple as that. And I didn't know this beforehand. I genuinely thought they cared about what my long-term and my short-term goals are. They don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being... I'm really trying my hardest to be super straight up and super honest and just being like, they don't care. And the reason why I know all of... Not that I... Not that I'm just so like I'm a freaking expert or anything, but the reason why I have a lot of this knowledge is because of my boss for my internship. She is so blunt and so honest and will tell you how it is. And although she knows that sometimes the things that she says can hurt, she knows that she's doing us a favor. And I know that and I appreciate that. And if it wasn't because of her, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't have all this in the back of my head and I wouldn't go into job hunting the way that I do now. I'd be really naive about it. Again, like I said, I'll answer questions as honest as possible. And of course you want to answer as honest as possible, but it's kind of like you have to tweak it and you have to make it sound like whatever the the person who's going to be the hiring manager Whatever they want to hear, whatever the company wants to hear, you give that to them. You have to. You really, really have to. You have to, you know, change everything to to make sure it goes along with what they want, what their values are, what they are seeking for. And yeah, it does take a little bit of research. Like I said, it's time consuming. Having to go into the company's website, looking at their story, reading about their values, about their mission statement. But at the end of the day, if that's the job that you really, really want, invest that time and it's going to be worth it. And you know, I can, I'm, I'm, I can give you all the tips that I can for job applications for applying to jobs but I'm not like I can't sit here and say that that is going to guarantee you a job because I've been doing all that stuff and I just haven't I haven't gotten anything and that's the reality of the situation and I'm working at a place where you know I obviously you appreciate every experience that you have but at the end of the day it's not where I want to be but that's okay you know Things are going to happen when they're going to happen for you. I often get really discouraged when I see friends already working in the industry that they want to work in or already doing what it is that they want to do. And it's like, like, why can't I already be doing that? Why can't I already have my dream job? And it's like, dude, like, don't stress about it. Like, don't. It's, 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 it's okay. Like you're again, you're not the only person that's going through this. People are applying like crazy. And and also it's 2020. Shit's happened. And it is what it is. You like that's the harsh reality is it is what it is and there's nothing that you can do about it and we're not the only ones that are going to be struggling to find a career, to find a job. And 
you know, as much as I want to have my dream job, I've applied to things that isn't what I want to do right now, but it's going to give me that stepping stone and it's going to give me some type of security financially. So, you know, I do apply to administrative assistant positions. I apply to executive assistant positions. I've applied to being a personal assistant to people. Like, it's not what I want to do, but it's going to give me some kind of leg up and some kind of experience and it's going to help me grow. So, although it's really hard, just put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. You never know what's going to happen. Don't be closed-minded. That's my biggest, I think my biggest thing that I hope you guys take away from this episode is just don't close off your mind to things that you are like, ew, I would never do that. And if someone else is applying to a position like that, if a friend of yours, it's like, don't tell them, why are you doing that? I would never do that. Like, ugh, no. Like, who cares? You're not the one that's going to be doing it. Why do you have to tell people? Just be like, that's so cool. Like, congratulations. Or yeah, just like, apply. Like, who cares? Make your money, you know? Get that bag. Like, who cares? Like, that's my, ugh, I hate that so much is when you're talking to people and you're like, yeah, I guess I'm just going to apply to this because I mean, it seems interesting. The company sounds great. And then they say, "Ugh, I can never be an assistant. Ugh, I don't want to like, I don't, I would never do that. And it's like, then don't, no one's telling you to do it. Just be supportive. Like I just, that just bothered me so much. I don't know, it just triggered something right now, but yeah, I mean, listen, to this day, I apply to jobs and I apply to two or three um, every other day. And trust me, I look every single day. I'm looking on Indeed, looking on Glassdoor, trying my hardest, and it's like, it's really, really difficult. And it's all about patience. Like, that's the only thing I can say. And, you know, I'm really, I'm a really impatient person, as I like to say so freaking often. But you just gotta wait, know that the right position is gonna come to you at the right time. Like, everything happens for a reason. I truly, truly, truly believe that everything happens for the for a reason. And you're given, everything that happens in your life is is given to you because you can handle it. You're able to handle it. You know what to do with it. I mean, you may not know what to do with it, but at the end of the day, you know what to do with it. And you know that whatever direction you're going to go into is only going to be beneficial. That's it. You know what's right for you. Do what's right for you. Try your hardest not to get discouraged. I know it's inevitable. I still get discouraged every single day. But know that you aren't the only person that's getting discouraged know that you aren't the only person that's struggling and at the end of the day it'll work out I promise you I promise you I promise you everything works out the way that they're supposed to and it, it, it may work out tomorrow it may work out in a month it may work out in a year but it's gonna work out it, it, like it just has to so I'm gonna leave you all with that in mind Today was kind of a little rant episode, but that's okay. Um, 
again, I, I want to tell you guys that I really appreciate, I say this in every episode, I feel, but I really do appreciate all the support and the love. I'm not getting paid to do this. I don't get paid by anybody to do this. I essentially don't get anything tangible out of this. Um, I get so much out of it, trust me, but like tangible, I don't get anything. I don't get paid. I don't have sponsors, anything like that. I do this, I, I podcast because I love podcasting, because it's a passion of mine, because I enjoy doing it, because I have a love for it, and it's been one of the greatest experiences, and I'm so happy, and I think every person that has ever listened to, even if it's one episode, even if it's 30 seconds, not 30 seconds, like 30 minutes of an episode, I really, truly appreciate it and I thank you all so much for being so supportive and I get messages from people telling me that they're so proud of me and it's like like it's like I never know how to respond because it just puts a smile on my face and I'm smiling so big right now just thinking about it but I truly truly love you all so much thank you so much for listening to promise I won't cry and being some of my biggest supporters and number one fans I love you all And I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will talk to you next time on Promise I Won't Cry. Bye.